Anyway, thank you for joining us today, Matt. Yeah, no problem. He's kicking me out now. No, I'm not kicking him out. <laughs> He's fine. It's a cold opening. But I will say this. Uh, we have a lot to discuss today when it comes to the film world. Maybe we'll throw in some M&M shades and stuff like that from our conversation last I don't last know what night. we're talking about, but okay. Um, well, let's talk about this. Because I know that there's a lot of films coming out this year that we are both excited to see. And I'll start off with one that I think we're both excited, which, which is Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So I think Uncharted is where we'll start this topic today. Yeah, look at that. And yeah. that, that comes out this month. It does. I think the 18th. So just here in like a week or two. Yeah, I forget February's really short. Yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be awful. Are you looking forward to watching yes. Tom Holland, though? Well, I, okay. To me, I think it's going to turn into oversaturation of one actor. Um, because everyone's looking at him and he's this young dude who we can use him for ongoing things and like he can grow into characters. So like what they're going for with Uncharted is I, I, I mean, unless they come out and say, no, that's not at all what we're coming for. And you're an idiot for thinking that then I'm like, okay, sorry. But I really feel like they're going for a character or not character, an actor who's young enough where they can grow with him. And if it's successful, right. So if Uncharted actually does well, which I think it's going to regardless, I think it's just gonna be a bad movie. Um, but it's, it's gonna, Here's chapter one and then ongoing. Like he'll grow into the character and he'll as he gets older, people will be like, Oh yeah, that is Nathan Drake. I do see it now. I do see you know, Mark Wahlberg, like, you know, you don't look like a solely here, but like you do in a few years, you know? It's like it's weird how that works out and it's kind of playing along. So that's Does Tom of... Holland want to do two franchises at once like that? Because those are those would be big franchises if they took off. I'm confused. Like you'd be putting out an Uncharted movie every other year, you're putting out a Spider Man. I don't know about that. I don't know about every other year, but I do know his schedule would be out of the like blown out of the water like it would be it would be like something close to was it jamie fox no not jamie fox um wait yeah help me i'm having I'm a break samuel L. jackson no he's in a lot of stuff uh back to the future michael j fox michael thank j. you fox. there we go i get i get the mixed up anywho uh he he had a crazy schedule with that movie back to the future because he was doing his show uh and then i forgot what show even was but doing that show and then getting no sleep carrying him and throwing him into a scene for back to the future back to back like that and he essentially had no life there for a little bit. I would imagine Tom Holland is going to go into that phase here soon between side projects like uh, what was the one where it, it basically bombed, but it was it came out like two years ago, three years ago. It was Are you in, talking about Cherry? No. The one before that. That's what that. the Russo's, so. The one before that. It was... Uh, Netflix Western No, that style. one was no. good. That one was well received. It was the one before. Oh, the, Walking Chaos. Thank you. I knew it was, I knew it was something with chaos. I was getting ready to say it, but but yeah, it's chaos walking. But I call it Walking Chaos. It is Walking Chaos. I never, I've never seen it. But like oh, that it's, movie, it's awful. That movie was sandwiched in between things, right? I think between his side projects, like I think he'll have little to no room to do projects like that. I know he made a comment about like taking a break or something or a short breather from acting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I think he's one of those people who just loves that's his passion and he wants that but like won't give that to himself. So that's a different story. But um I do feel like those small pro, pro oh boy, those small passion projects that he gets involved with and maybe they're not a passion project, but those projects he does in between big movies like Spider-Man or if Uncharted blows up, I feel like that'll be either non-existent at this point or he won't need to do them or he won't have time for them. Uh, and he'll be stuck doing Spider-Man and Uncharted if that blows up. And that's kind of like his life will turn into. Again, I don't see Uncharted doing... I mean, I see it doing well because I think we're on a movie high right now. I think uh, after No Way Home, it, people are like, holy crap, we can go back to the movies. We could actually have fun. We could actually watch these movies. Let's go back and do that. And I think Uncharted, correct me if I'm wrong, is one of those movies that's only in theaters. Correct. Oh, it should be because I don't think it's owned by anything HBO. Right. And HBO no Max way... is the only one that's really doing that right now. Yeah. And well, I mean, I think, yeah, you're right. I think you're right about that, actually. I mean, Disney's still putting everything in theaters. But they it's wait. It's having a shorter months. theatrical time. Yeah. So it's only in the theaters for like six They doubled days, it. They, like they successfully days. doubled it because what they yeah. do is they, I mean, they don't get, it, it's, they get the people out of the audience in the theater and then they get the people that are waiting, like me, like, for example, Shang-Chi um, and even Eternals, which is out now. And I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Um, I can't wait. To I watch still that. did not see that on Disney Plus. Yet. I will watch that at some point, but it's it's like double dipping because then they get more stress on their platform, which is good for them. But well, they need it. Well, okay, so both those need it. I know we're going to venture off the. We'll come back. To, we'll come back to that. But both those streaming services need it though. Which like Disney Plus HBO. and HBO 
because HBO Max is relatively new, so they're banking on people to like just I, sign up so they don't have to go to the movies. I so think HBO is. I think HBO is actually killing it, and I think they. I don't believe the number report, at least what I saw. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what numbers or anything like that. I'm just saying, like their strategy, for in terms of streaming, like I think everyone's kind of like, like just imagine uh, it was a John Wick three poster, where or maybe it's the second one. Or like he's in the middle and there's a gun pointing at like all these guns pointing at him. I think Netflix is in the middle. And everyone's pointing a gun at, and it's like all like HBO Max, you know, Disney Plus, like Amazon, Hulu. Yeah, but Netflix doesn't have the- theatrical contracts, which is good. They only pick up the things that fall through, or they are quick to jump on things. Well, they're quick to jump as well because I just saw they released a um, a little few movie clips from Knives Out too. And, and they picked that. And up. That, I forgot that's to pick purely that up. Netflix. So they they have and that was ne- genius. They have Knives Out two and three. And that was contracted. I forgot about third. I don't know if I knew about the third actually. I do know they bought. They have the rights to Narnia, mm-hmm. that so whole series. And I'm just like interesting for that. Now, yeah, I'm waiting so for Lord it. of the Rings is that Amazon or is that HBO? I could not tell so you. They're putting out rights. a miniature miniseries for Lord of the Rings. I, do you know what's going to be on? That's what I'm asking. I think I, don't, I, don't I think know. it's Amazon. I, I didn't know they were doing that to be honest. I think Amazon. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Amazon because Amazon really has nothing. But I know that streaming service is meant to be like a side. Like Amazon Prime, it's a side thing to a piece to that. Yeah. So and it's also getting back to like I'm saying HBO and Disney Plus, they both need that because like other than Lego Star Wars and all the other little mini documentaries are thrown out there, it's like they don't really have a lot of new new content on Disney Plus unless it's like Disney Plus like some I, TV shows that they're coming up with that should be on the Disney Channel, but is Disney Channel a thing anymore? I have no idea. Do you know do you ever watch G four? I know I'm doing a huge like side. G four or G four? G four. No, I don't think I have. Okay, so I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, but it's basically, it was cable, before YouTube, before everything, everyone blew up as reviews and creators and all that, uh, it was in that era where there was nothing there, and then there was G4, and they did it the best at the time, and they would do like game reviews, and they would do like Attack of the Show and X-Play, and that's where they just take video games and technology. Was Mila Kunis on that? Mila Kunis. I have no idea. It was Morgan Webb and uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Okay, I didn't know her. Yes, people know those. I actually was a huge fan of Adam Sessler, even though he's kind of <laughs> crotchety old man, I guess, these days. But but um, I won't you know go into that because I get slow political and stuff. But um, my point going back to that was is that that show came back, but they brought it to YouTube as a format and they have their own studio. And they're heavily banking off their nostalgia factor and using that to market themselves and, and to, they're targeting that nostalgia so then the question turns into when's that going to run out? Disney Plus, I feel like it was the same way is that they had, and whoever's watching this, you can be a diehard fan of Disney Plus, but like when it launched, it was, first of all, it was a train wreck with its service itself. Like it, it would either crash or you couldn't search anything properly. Um, second of all, and I think it's, I think we're at like two years now, the service being around, but uh, second of all, the service, like it's content, it had nothing original, nothing. I mean, it had a, original content, but like nothing new, nothing. It was all recycled. It was that nostalgia factor. Like, oh my God, I couldn't watch, you know, Snow White. Oh my God. Because you didn't have the Mandalorian at that time. You didn't have. The, and it, that was just, that was just starting. Because I think, I think Disney, I don't remember when Disney Plus launched. I think it launched earlier that year. So like, we're, you might have to check that out. I think it was 2019 and correct me if I'm wrong here. It might've been the, because the Mandalorian was 2019 at this point. Um, I think so it was either end of it was either around November or it was earlier in the year around like March April maybe but while you're looking that up I guess uh, so either way though going back to that point is that Disney Plus's like strategy is just all like oh like we have a nostalgia factor you know you really want to watch these with your kids you know everyone loves these animated movies do you have it no I have something else go ahead okay uh, everyone loves these animated movies more than the CGI, but we doubled it with the CGI movies that are the reality, you know, all these neutered uh, animals in the Lion Kingdom, you know, <laughs> Lion King. Um, it, it, it just, it, they double dip in that sense. So, like, I feel like the nostalgia factor already ran out unless you really, really love Disney. Um, and that's an understandable argument. But I, I feel like with their strategy, it's just release it two months later, like that movie. So, for the people like me, you've, bypass oh this movie looks doesn't look that good i don't care for it. i'll just wait for disney plus boom you've officially gotten one of your subscribers to to use your content and add stress onto your an activity onto it to me it's genius but they need to produce more content i know they're working on it now like but to me it's like taking like two years just to do this like come on guys like the mandalorian for the longest time was like the only thing on there that was attracting people mm-hmm. you know oh and then uh 
Star Wars The Clone Wars the last the final season. Yes. That was the other thing. And then like then Bad Batch came out and it's like, oh now we're getting content. Like, why is this taking two years, guys? Why is this taking so long? But it's always like the same franchise though, too. Yes. Yeah, it's all Star Wars. It's all they're all for like it's all Star Wars. So it's it's like that's big and popular, don't get me wrong, but you're gonna need other things. Like more variety. I can't criticize them for doing the nature documentaries. I can't criticize them. Oh, exactly. That's that's okay. That's That's good stuff to have too, but like you need more like original series, like original right. scripts. So, so what they did? Have you heard about Home Sweet Home Alone? The Home yes. Alone, and that's awful. It's terrible. It's well, I, they're just trying to do a copy. A, yes, a yeah, it's remake. a movie that can't exist today just because based upon our advancements. Like, how would you make a kid Home Alone without any contact, unless your mom or dad or whatever? I just don't understand about going back to the plot. What do you mean? Like, use a different plot. Oh, instead of the same old yeah. Home Alone, you know. You just come out with a, a, a if you're gonna a, go that far to change the name, just leave Home Alone. You can do anything at that point. You yeah, know? you might as well. I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of questionable decisions they make, but again, they run the company. We don't, so they're obviously successful. Yeah. I do have a question though about Microsoft buying Activision. Ooh, we're really jumping around. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, because yeah, this is a good one. This are you really happy one. about Xbox and Microsoft getting all those games like Call of Duty and Tony Hawk Skater? And- yes, because they're not all going to be first party, or they're not going to be exclusives. So they are first party now, but they're not going to be. You don't think they're going to be exclusives? Call of Duty. I, so hmm, you might not in the near future. Um, maybe later down the road, possibly. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, it. So if you were to sit here and talk about, like, and point out, I'm going to try my best off the top of my head. Activision had Call of Duty, Crash, Spyro, uh, Guitar Hero. Did I say Tony Hawk yet? And Tony Hawk. Uh, I said Tony Hawk. I don't think you did. Okay. Well, so if you look at that, right? So Tony Hawk is in that nostalgia camp um, where you, I, I, I grew up playing those games. I love them. I didn't play the two new ones, the Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, like the remake or whatever, remaster, whatever it's called. Uh, I, I do look at that, and, and I think moving forward, that is one that they, they can't afford to make. Like, it's a, it's already a niche market, you know? Um, I, I don't think they can make it any less than that and make an exclusive and get away with it. So I think they're going to keep that across the board on every platform. Uh, I, I do think Call of Duty is too much of a moneymaker at the moment to say, hey, we're making this a, a, an exclusive to Xbox and PC at this point in time. You know, so long, bye. Um, I think, especially since there was a report, report that recently came out, uh, Modern Warfare 2, the, the, the rebooted from 2019 Modern Warfare series, that Modern Warfare, the sequel to that game, Modern Warfare 2, is being worked on and developed by 11 different studios. Uh, which is awful. So basically, Activision is just a dumpster fire between all the allegations and the awful CEO and their work ethic. It's just grind, grind, grind away and get money and then not pay people, basically. But what they're doing there is that they've already had a set in motion plan. And I think what's going to happen is that the next few Call of Duty titles are going to continue to carry that out regardless of Microsoft. Like Microsoft's going to influence it and and change and, and do their best. But I think it's already kind of set in motion. Unless they just come out and say, we're canceling this COD, this COD, this COD. This Call of Duty is canceled. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Welcome to cancel culture. You know, cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, unless they do that, then it's a different story. But I think it's going to continue on until they get to a certain point And they're going to be like, maybe instead of a yearly release, let's make it every other year. And then, and then you know, this change, it'll be like the Microsoft era. You know, it's something different. Crash and Spyro, I think those should be exclusives. And if they don't, then that's huge, huge missed, missed potential because Crash, Bandicoot 1 through 3, that insane trilogy, Activision went back to the drawing board to make that. So they actually released Mind Over Mutant and Clash of the Titans, those two. Have you ever seen them or heard of them? I've heard of them. Okay, those came out like 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. Those like did awful. Like they, I actually enjoyed playing those games. I remember playing them on car rides. I used to have a set up in the car where I could play on the game and everything like that on my PS2. Um, but I would play like that, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, those, those were fun games, but they're not like really good crash games, I guess, because it was kind of like you took a different concept and plastered on a familiar character, so no one really liked it. So they kind of rehashed and went back to the drawing board, went into a hiatus for a while with Crash Bandicoot, and then released the Insane Trilogy which was just the remastered and everyone loved it. And they're like, Oh my God, this is what we wanted. So then they did the same thing with Spyro. And then I don't know if it was a chronological order there, but then they did crash four and everyone's like, yes, this is what we wanted. It feels like Naughty Dog made this. Cause that's the original developers. 
Um, and they didn't use those exact words, but it has that original feel to it. So it's like whoever's doing this knows what they're doing. Spyro, same thing, but we haven't seen a Spyro 4 yet. So I'm kind of really curious to see what's going to happen there. But well-received, good. I think if they did, after the well-received remaster trilogies, if they did make them exclusive, I think it'd be like a huge cash grab. And I, 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 it'd be the point where it's like, if you want to play these games, you have to have an Xbox. That would be genius. You know, not only is it like a middle finger at Sony, because those were both IPs that were associated with Sony, you know, you, you not only be sticking, like flipping them off like that nonstop, but especially since the PS5 just came out not too long ago. Yes. Yeah. And it would be like, it would just because, be a great way. So don't make another, another PlayStation for like another five years, at least. Oh, definitely not. Especially with the shortages. And they, they might not even do that even. I hope not. This might actually be the last. Could we see no. consoles phase out? No. This might be the... Well, I, the, eventually this might, maybe, this but might not, be, well, not... Okay, but let's think about it this way. So how long has it been since the PS4 to the PS5? About seven years? Uh, let, me, let me fact check that real quick. It was 2000, Five to seven. 2013, and the, these consoles officially launched 2020, was it? Seven years then. Was it 2020 or was it 19 and the 19? Okay, but still that five, seven-year gap. It was 20. You're right, so it was 20. So say we do a five, seven-year gap from now. What does that look like? Do we still have consoles? Do we not have consoles? I actually think that... How are things merging? If, if we're going to go like the full like game route here... Does that mean we're not playing Call of Duty on the PC? Because I just got this PC. Mike just told me to buy it. So, I mean, I no, can't get Call no, of Duty. No, that, that PC is really useful towards... You don't even know yet. No, PC will <laughs> always have like Call of Duty Listen, titles. every game I buy, you guys phase out of, and I feel like I waste my money. No, Strange Brigade we're working on, so... <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing it was, br- it, was brought, it was brought up and I, we I, all know that i don't like buying happening. games to do that too i hate that i, I really do but, but that's mike i i do see that, that mike. i do see that mike um <laughs> we can't play battlefront anymore because battlefront hackers are versus villains is just absolutely terrible right now oh it's all i don't think it's ever gonna get fixed either unless i'm i mean the modding community might save us but who knows there but the modern um, community that also destroyed us is a modern community that will fix us. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Awesome. No, there's a difference between hackers and modders, but you know. Yeah, but they can all do the same. So, I mean, it just decides decide how they wake up that morning. Do they want to wake up and feel like well, vengeful or do they want to wake up and feel like <laughs> a good person? What little kid do I want to destroy? <laughs> like, what kid's life and dream I want to destroy? What uh, Star Wars fan do I want to just obliterate? They are not the hero we need, but the hero we deserve. So, exactly. So, Titanfall 2 is in a similar boat with that because they actually. Uh, respawn shut down the servers for Titanfall 1, so Titanfall 2 has been taken over by hackers and everything and modders, and basically the modders of that community are like we're not standing for this, we want this game, and no one's doing anything about it, so, and at this point, like, Respawn's main focus is Apex and solely Apex, and, and Fall or Jedi, Fallen Order, and mm-hmm. other Jedi, or not Jedi, other, other Star Wars projects, but um, the modders in that community are trying to salvage that, and and they're creating their own like safe space at the moment. I'm not too sure the specifics about that, but it's kind of interesting to see, you know, you fight a fire with fire and it's actually kind of working, but um, going back, what was the original thing we were talking about? Not the original, but no like phasing out consoles. Thank consoles. you. That's yes. all to get back to real quick. So I think, I actually think the next step for consoles is to go a hybrid and that's to do with the switch started. And it's what the Steam Deck is doing, which I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. Okay. It's just imagine Nintendo Switch, but it's it's Valve who's, you know, Steam PC. Um portable PC in your hands and it touch screen, you know, like the Switch, and you could plug it in and, and, and display it on TV of any size. And it has a storage in there, it has your games, your Steam library, has you know, if you want to play in a hand, handheld mode, you can. It's the base version is four hundred dollars, it's only sixty four gigabytes, but they're doing what the Switch did. So, like, that's how Nintendo is. Like, they, they create that butterfly effect or that ripple effect and that they influence others in that sense when they do stuff like that. So, for example... So, like, the leading edge. So Yes, lead like, in, like, even if you look back... It'll with, fail, but then it, it improves everybody else's quality. Like, like, the Wii, well, the Wii, like, the Wii remote. And then Sony was like, let's PlayStation Move, which can eventually say, led us to can VR. We, can we count the Wii as a failure, though? No. Here's my highly question. successful. I do know it was successful. Okay, here's the thing. I, I, I still play the Wii sometimes. I'm not kidding. Do you really? Yes. That's crazy. Sometimes baseball games. Awesome. Yeah, Kinda the waggle. Like, the power yes. of the waggle. But here's the thing. As far as like its run, we got two minutes. It did not have a run like PlayStation. It didn't have a run like Xbox. It didn't have a run like Nintendo Switch. Can we count it as a failure, even if it led to something better? 
So I'm gonna put it like this: yes. the Wii remote, or not the Wii remote. What am I saying? The Wii itself targeted the casual audience, which I don't think will ever happen again in that sense because smartphones replaced that casual audience, and that's where all the casuals went to. So even the people that like to play games or gimmicky games, uh, that that's just at the end of the day, that's all they're, you know, there for. They don't care about anything else other than, you know, all oh, I want to play this game where I could just. Fruit Ninja, I could slash, or I could do this. You know, you could trans, you could port that game over to the Wii, but you have it on your phone; it's portable; and it can go anywhere. That market is officially locked in, in into the, your smartphone, right? Like even there's mobile games, there's Call of Duty for your smartphone, like it's, which is also interesting to talk about. I even think about that with the whole acquisition, but um, because that probably won't be there then, unless no, it's it'll probably Android. still be there. But I even it can still be there on Android, right? but like that just means that Microsoft has a mobile. A portable option they've never had a portable like they now they have a portable market and i never realized that that's a first for Microsoft. that's huge over that's a huge. monopoly shut them down that's huge. well that's it's what they're looking actually what is it is it the ftc it's not a monopoly though anymore i don't know because disney should have it also the is it the ftc that looks into that stuff or am i gonna mix it up but there, whoever, someone's looking into it with a, somebody gets paid a lot of money in the government to look into this stuff that they don't look into well, they still get paid no no listen listen they're looking into the activision uh with that one uh because but what do you do do you say no you can't and then somebody else buys it because then if somebody else buys it they want you either have to sell so i think it depends on the situation but you either have to sell properties to acquire new ones or you have to so like activision blizzard like you have to separate activision and blizzard basically i'm saying right now i'm not saying this is like obviously it's a big deal and it's big acquisition but what i'm saying is like if they come after xbox and activision for for going together with Microsoft, you should be looking at Disney first. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you exactly know, it's right. Like, so Disney's awful with that. I don't, so here's my thing: they have ESPN. How does Disney get a bypass? But ooh, speaking of which, Microsoft I'm totally doesn't. just jumping out here. But Winnie the Pooh is set to be become free property here soon for everyone for use. We're buying it. No, I'm like no, I'm you know how like like uh. After 75 years or whatever, though. Yeah, I, I was trying to name a character, like Sherlock Holmes and all that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's about to become one of those. Unless unless Disney does something. They, I think can, it's, they can still do that. I'm more interested to see about the I rights. Uh, I think it's happening this some year, of these, though. Some of the Marvel. That scared me. That's fine. Restart that, by the way. <laughs> that made me um, jump a little. I'm still wondering about the rights to, like, Marvel properties. What do you mean? No, I remember, like, certain uh, camps were trying to get, like, saying that, hey, we created this character and they bought off us, so we want the rights. Like Spider-Man. Back. By Spider-Man, correct. I don't, a few I, others. I don't, that's going to fall through. There's no way Disney's going to let that. But didn't Friday and Thirteenth just like get that got settled? Awarded? Yeah, yeah. That um, so unfortunate game got killed in the crossfire of that. But uh, that is now with the oh my goodness, I don't even remember. It's I just watched an interview with the dude. There was I don't know the guy that has it is he's all for making projects and and doing things now that it's settled. However, the issue is is that the guy that he was fighting against to have the legal rights, I think just wanted for himself. And I, I, I forget. There was a whole issue with that. But I guess the guy has it now. Like, the guy actually has his property, and it's no longer an issue. And he even said, like, as long as no one tries to steal rights I always rights find it fascinating when all these, like, suits go through. And they're like, hey, well, you know, we were writing for hire or, like, created to, like, design for hire. And they try to take back these characters and like that. And, like, I don't know how I feel about that, like, being a corporation like Marvel. Saying, hey, you know, we have this property. Uh, we would like to buy your character. Because if it was good enough for the sale then, I don't know if you should get the legal rights to it back to try to sell it again. Like, I think once you make that decision to sell... You I shouldn't be able to resell it like, anytime. That's kind of stupid because we can't do that with a car. Like, we take a car and, like, sell it to somebody. And within, like, 10 years or whatever, they still have the same car. It's like, you know, I want it back because property value might have went up on that car. Like, you know, sale yeah, price. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I kind of want that back. Yeah, I mean, I don't really agree with that. I don't even know if I agree with the copyright thing going about 75 years or so before it like expires or like 50 years after somebody dies. If there's no like, you know, no will it got shipped, shipped to or something like that or nobody that can actually own the property that was, okay. it was gifted to. I don't know how I feel about copyrights because then you open up these and you know how much I hate reboots. So yeah. I don't like when franchises get rebooted, but that opens it up for other companies to just reboot things. And over here like. I don't know. I'll I'll put it in Shield of Hope perspective, okay? If I build Shield of Hope up to this conglomerate am- empire of films and, you know, stuff like that, it's like, and I pass away, it's like, yeah, you'd hope that you'd give it to your children and they would run with it. But yeah, I don't know how I feel down. about leaving it with somebody that I don't trust. 
where somebody just buys it because then like the way I run my films and you understand this, or at least are starting to understand this, I kind of like, I'm very narrow minded. I kind of have my ideas where I want to yes. go with it, you know, and I, and I say yes and no to certain projects. It's like, so if I pass away and whatever the company stood for, now it stands for something else. Same thing happened with Disney. Same thing is happening with Disney. The things that Walt Disney stood for are no longer embedded within the Disney company. There's little things. But not a lot. You should totally. I don't know. The, I don't remember the full story off the top of my head. But you should look into how Mickey Mouse is still a property of Disney, because <laughs> that's a whole fiasco. They basically did like legal loopholes until the point, like they more or less postponed it to the point where it's not going to happen within our lifetimes. Like that's how Disney's bad. Disney owns like, the government. I just don't understand. Disney owns the world. They will eventually at this rate. Like <laughs> they have like Movie Maker. They have ESPN. They have. Yeah, but okay, but ESPN's not doing so well though. Nobody really watches ESPN that much. What else do they watch? Well, a lot of people I don't think are watching a lot of things. And, and again, this ties into a little bit of politics. I don't think people that are watching like as much politic heavy, like ESPN went hardcore after like athletes rights and, and um, different like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And I don't think people are tuning in because they're not talking about sports anymore. They're talking about like Oh, you can hurt them. I got oh, you. absolutely. Well, that was during the time frame where there was no sports being played, correct? No, because they were still doing that for like years, like. So since 2016, 2015, they've been on this this kill streak, okay, basically, so of killing their company and their businesses. They basically woke up one day and said, this is what we stand for. And yeah. because of that, it's turning people off. It's like that. It's like classic, uh, I, like, so I grew up knowing you as this, and now you're magically something else. When did this yeah. occur? And, it's, and that's where it's difficult. And a lot because... of people, no matter what side of the spectrum you fall on, don't want to hear politics. Because like, if oh, you're yeah, watching sports, if you're watching the same thing with films that we can complain about all the time, and like, in theaters it's, forced. it's like listen we go as a, as a form of, of escapism and that's not happening anymore maybe it's starting to come back to that i think that there is some hope coming back to theaters and stuff like that because i i truly believe that we've kind of gotten a little bit off the political train in some of these films other franchises don't do it yeah but the smaller franchises and the good thing though is with all this cancel culture <laughs> slash all this other stuff going on is smaller artists are getting a chance to show themselves because they're able to reach out to an audience well, that feels happening. like it's abandoned. That's what's happened. No, that's what's crazy. You just nailed that because even so movie wise, yes, even with video games, AAA, I don't know, it's like in a bad state right now, but AAA gaming, it's like all the big pro- projects like Call of Duty's, it's just slave away, grind away, have 11 different studios do the same project, releases and it's mediocre. And then it just everything's buggy and crappy. Call of Duty Vanguard, and it's um, so formulaic too. Like they follow the same like formula. Like oh, well, yeah. we, this character's gonna meet this character, it's, you know. And it's like, well, it's like I just played different versions of this game for the past like five years. Yeah, exactly. It's and and called or not called, dude. Battlefield twenty forty two. That is like a train wreck, and, and EA came out and said like, hey, we're disappointed by how this turned out. And it's like I I just said to you last night, but it's, it, you know they're disappointed how that turned out it's like really it's like you know maybe you should stop pulling all these different studios in and, and trying to you know like flexi tape or seal up the the problem you know maybe you should just address it instead of just but i don't to- know who these marketing strategists that get paid all this money is because like they should be after every game like testing like what do the fans like what don't they like instead of saying well we like this and we think the fans like this or we think the fans are gonna like this so let's do it and then when the fans say hey we don't like this you're like well yes you do it's like no no we don't as it's like a finger you know, so they keep doing more of it it's like and then fans turn away and then like why is my business failing and it's like why didn't you just listen to it in the first place do you know what kills me so like i had this conversation with my girlfriend like every now and then and it's about lead uh lead act, or i guess just strong female leads or characters of any kind and nowadays it's like spoon fed like i'm talking about like just imagine like that wooden spoon like here you go like here this is your character this is who you're gonna like it's like like uh, i guess ray would be a really good example ray is a classic character of i'm gonna give you all this stuff and nothing behind it so it's just smoke and mirrors and like you're just two-dimensional because of it so you're telling me you're expected to be this person who can do all these things but i don't even know who you are i don't even care who you are because i have nothing to go off of and you're supposed to be this tie-in to something that matters. It's just like, that doesn't happen. That's not going to happen. And because of that, it makes it more difficult to connect. Uh, so basically, you know, raise a classic example of someone who just kind of falls short with the audience because there's no true way to connect. 
But then you have all these characters who are just amazing. I, and I will sit here and point them out and I will sit there and, and defend them. So when someone says like, you know, you're coming off a sexist or you're, you're, how come the women can't have anything, but the men are all these guys that are all these tough guys or all these, you know, iconic characters. It's like, there are female characters. It's just that there's bad writing and there's bad execution. For example, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley in the Alien franchise. She is my number one top pick. Like if I had to pick a fictional character of any kind or even an actress at that point, because I'll give her as much credit as she possibly needs or deserves, even at, when she's like 60 or something, she's in her 60s. She's still a complete, absolute amazing person. Uh, she, like the way she nails her character. And even if you uh, look into some of the history, like the, you know, like Alien Resurrection, which is movie um but it's it's still fun to watch just because of her but there's a scene where she has to shoot a basketball walking away like and do it backwards she sat there and she's like no i'm gonna get this and sat there until she got it and they recorded over and over and over and over and over again because she was determined to get it done she was also in her original interview for the position for ellen ripley or for the role she showed up in high heels and like late and didn't care and was like like, I think it was uh, Ridley Scott, whatever his name is. Is it Scott Ridley or Ridley Scott? Ridley Scott. Thank you. I don't want to get that mixed up in all sorts of all over the place. But Two first names. Yeah, exactly. It's always difficult when it's two first names. Two names! But anywho. Uh, There's a hyphenation. Yeah. But no, with, with him, though, he was he basically was like, can you, you know, you know you're know you late? And she's like, oh, I don't care. Like, and she's, <laughs> she's like, you know, like, can you do a running scene for me? And she's like, no, I'm in high heels. Like... <laughs> That's how she came off because she didn't care because she was there to land the role and that's it. And you know what? She did. And that's she's a classic example of someone who is amazing. She's a phenomenal human being. And that's just one example. Another one from a different horror movie. Uh, I don't know her actual name and I forget. And I apologize. But Sydney from Scream. She is one of those characters as a, a tough character, a lead role. She's still alive in that franchise because she's that iconic because you can't just kill her off, you know? She's another perfect example. Um, another one that I just realized it clicked with me recently, and this is funny because I don't watch the CW shows anymore, but Brant and my girlfriend's been watching rewatching them. Uh, is Sarah or yeah, Sarah Lance? Sarah Lance, yeah, yeah, and she's actually one of those characters. I didn't realize it, it took me a while to click on that, and I'm like, I, I had to think about it over and over again. I'm like, her character kind of goes downhill after season three, though. But a lot of, of the what, TV of legends shows do. or uh, I would say. Just back to the arrow after season three of the arrow, and then I didn't Legends. know she was in there. Really I don't. Much. I don't think Legends. I I was not a big fan of that show. Um, I actually that's like the one I like the most out of all of them. Okay, that's, that's yeah. good though. Because I, I I don't watch any of them. I just I'm I'm just rewatching whatever is thrown up on the screen at this point. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like, oh, that's good. But like, a lot that's of new. a lot of people are going to when people pick apart these films. It's not to be sexist. It's not to be racist. It's the idea that we expect character development. We good written characters. Good plots. We're not getting well, that anymore because most of the time, A, it's more so, well, we hired an actor, which I truly believe this happens in Hollywood a lot more than it should. People just hire the actor and then write the script around the actor instead of listen, yeah. writing the script and then like, hey, because half the time- I feel like that's what's happening time, with it's like, and that, I'm worried a little bit about started. Black Adam with The Rock because I'm looking forward to that Black Adam movie, but I'm over here like, did they cast The Rock before they even started writing Black Adam or did they write- Oh, and, then I, it and it's really weird. What's really weird about I that? Don't know. What's really weird about that is the fact that he said he wants to surpass Black Adam's physique in his lifetime. He could probably do it. <laughs> I think he could he too. Could probably do it. But like that's that's what makes it more interesting. Is that the was there a, a connection beast. of some kind, or was it just like, or was it um Dave? Uh, what's the guy that plays Drax? Oh, uh, Dave Batista. Thank you. I I'm bad with names today. Uh, he he went. He's, did you ever hear about his pitch to playing uh, Bane? No. He had a meeting with all these DC executives, and he's like, "I am going to play Bane," and they're like, "No, no, you're not." No, he's they're like, "No," he's like, "Yes, I'm going to play Bane one day, and we need to make this happen." And they're just like, "No, you're not." We and then they were they were nice about it. They were like, "We don't have any intentions to do anything with Bane." And he's like, "He's like, but one day you will." And he's like, "I will play Bane." And it's like. What are you doing? Hey, never say never because listen, John Cena made it into the Fast and Furious franchise. This is true, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I just find it weird that like I feel like it's almost like we're casting based off the person first, and I don't think that should happen. Well, I think Dave in that situation, I and think he would be a good. I, I like the idea. I like seeing different people on screen that I don't know who they are. Well, I don't. I, I like seeing. I not, do too. No name actors. 
I like seeing the people that like come out of like film school. It's your first shot. It's a feel good story. It's whatever. Just a new a new face. Because again, one world. one thing is like, yeah, we're coming off Spider Man and listen, the Spider Man fans out there that love their Spider Man, you know, they're all like, oh, Tom Holland here, Tom Holland there. They'll take Tom Holland, Tom Holland everywhere. Listen, my thing is, I think we're a little bit concerned about the Tom Holland fatigue, especially in the Uncharted film coming up. I don't think like, it's going to hit after that. Person. I think but it's no, but, after the but there's one. a normal thought to it. Like, okay, yeah. I don't really want to see his it's face in too many things. It's a possibility. Yes, it's a possibility. When it's turning into like, I recognize you so well that I could sit here and point out your name as if you were a family member. That's a good and bad thing. Um, it's a good thing because it's it's such great recognition that you can sit there and be like, oh my God, like Robin Williams, I could watch any movie, but it could also be like, Oh, Adam Sandler. I don't, I'm a fan of Adam Sandler. So like, that's kind of throw out there, but Oh, Adam Sandler. Uh, I don't really care for his movies. Cause they all do. Like, they're all the same thing. Like they all do the same. I disagree with that. But like, there's two different effects there. Like Robin Williams, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I love this man was a brilliant mastermind. He deserved more. The way he went out was just heart wrenching. And just, I really wish he had a better ending, a higher note to things. But like, look at that legacy. Adam Sandler. Uncut Gems. You ever watch that movie? No, but he tried. He tried. It was a really good movie. It was really good. I was surprised by it. I went to see it with my stepfather, and both of us walked out there like I didn't expect that from Adam Sandler. Neither did I. I thought it was gonna be a comedy. It was not a comedy. It was a drama. And it was very serious, and he nailed it. He nailed it like perfectly. He and he even said about it. He's like, of course, I'm not gonna get an Oscar or Emmy or whatever they get uh, for this stuff because you know it is the way. Like people are setting their minds about certain things. And I think he really went out of his way and he took a sledgehammer to those expectations. And went, but how much is the fatigue really? Not just on screen, but on social media. Because listen, right now, Tom Holland's everywhere on social media. The Rock is everywhere on social media. Maybe it's because Alan... Alan uh, Adam Sandler? Goodness, Adam Sandler and uh, Robin Williams. And let's, let's use somebody like Chris Evans or Daniel Craig or all these people. They're not really... like Chris Evans is more vocal on social media, but he's not like on all these talk shows he's not doing all these publicity tours every right. like day and you don't see him so does that less lessen the fatigue because he's probably in just as many movies as tom holland like those three but like you're not seeing his face all the time like on tv or in the news you know but like there's certain people that they get really attached to in the media right and it right. makes it worse so it's funny because i could totally use a segue but i'll hold off real quick so i actually want fun little thing i want to do like a social media i want to like play around with that there's a lot of good stuff there but that's a side note but going back to that kind of doing all these interviews and recognition and, and being in social media as a whole i do think there's this there's a grinding aspect where you're trying to where you're new and upcoming and you have to make yourself known and you have to earn your spot in the world right I do think Tom is still in that phase, even though at this point he could totally stop doing that and, and be fine based upon Spider-Man, based upon, based upon the MCU alone. Because I'm sure they could easily just write him, you know, oh, your character dies. Oh, look at that. Here's a multiverse character. You know, Tom Holland, we want you back. Like, at, at this point, he's set. Like, he's good. Uh, I don't think that's going to I don't think he's going to die anytime soon. But he's in a good, really good spot. Now he's doing Uncharted. That could be another situation because... I guarantee right now all the Uncharted fans, which we have to get back to at some point because you've never played the games. That's a huge no-no. Um, at some point, though, I feel like all those fanboys are going to come out, including myself, are going to just watch it just to see it just because they want to see if it comes close to living up to that potential. And that's what's going to kick off the sequel. And then after that, the sequel will either be a make or break and they might make a third one. But The Uncharted fan base is not going to be as forgiving as Spider-Man fan base. I am just saying that right now. So Spider-Man fan base can love all their Spider-Man, whether they're good or they're bad. Hence, Andrew Garfield. But the weird but thing about Uncharted, if that goes in and it's not up to their standards, I you you will hear the Uncharted. I do agree. I do. You will hear the Uncharted. I actually really agree with that because our worst our worst entry, like storytelling wise, and then they'll say this is why gamers are toxic. Hundred percent. Oh, I'm sure you know that's going to be backlash. So, like, it's crazy because, like, we've Tom had... Holland's going to quit social media because he's like, these fans. It's unhealthy. And then you hear all the and you, all the fanboys and so that one. Well, it's or, fine. Real quick, Instagram. going back to Uncharted, but like, it's funny because out of all the games, so like, there's Uncharted one, two, three, the original trilogy, and there's Uncharted four, there's Uncharted Lost Legacy, and then there's one for the PS Vita that came out, which is Golden Abyss. And basically, I mean, Golden Abyss is the worst out of all of them because that wasn't developed by Naughty Dog. They just supervised it. And I would say if you're an Uncharted fan, like a diehard fan, you would say that Uncharted 3 was probably the next 
worse. So go Golden Abyss, Uncharted 3, like story-wise. And then after that, it would turn into, do you like Uncharted 4 more than Uncharted 1? And then after that, it would turn into Uncharted 2 is the all-time best because it's just a phenomenal story. And it really, really made Uncharted kind of known and prevalent. But that's just that. Anywho, I want to get back to the whole social media and get back to Chris Evans specifically. So there's that grind, right? Once you get once you get past it, once you're well established and you're a household name, it's okay to not grind that much. I think Chris Evans is at that point in his career. Um, if you don't know him as Captain America, you're gonna know him as the guy that played the Human Torch. Um, if you somehow don't know him as a Human Torch, I'm sure there's another role. But I was even gonna say uh, when you watch Knives Out, people like I remember reading this all the time. Like I remember, like not all the time, but I remember reading this and it really irked me. Is that Spoilers for Knives Out, just a FYI. Uh, in that movie, they they said there's no way that they're going to cast Captain America as the bad guy, as the villain, or as the, the suspect. And in my mind, I'm like, you're violating movie rules to even think of that. Like, even if you're an audience member, like, what is wrong with you? Like, I looked at that, I looked at comments like that, and it was so many nonstop, like, they would say that. And I'm like, I think you disagree with that, because we've talked about this before. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I don't think the audience, I don't know why you would just insinuate one actor with a different performance and say, well, he's always going to be a good guy in a certain film. Yeah. I, I don't I, understand that logic. I, to me, to me, it makes, don't get me wrong, for it makes actor, sense to use as, as a an weapon. actor, I wouldn't want that to be the logic either because then you, that means you get casted to be the same thing every time. Yes, right. So it's like, so in that, so from a, from a production point of view or from a storytelling point of view, that is a genius weapon and tool to utilize. And by all means, please do that because I want more of that in this world. But from an audience standpoint, like, do you, do you sniff glue? Like, what do you, like, what made you, like, I don't understand that connection. I know it's coming off as harsh, but like, honestly, like what, what is making you draw that? Like, no matter what Chris Evans is, is Captain America. That's no, like that's unhealthy to associate that one character or one person as that one character for the rest of their lives. And those fans that thought that actually believe that Ryan Johnson subverted their expectations. Yeah, I, I, I'm still a little disappointed with Knives Out. I'm a little curious. No, actually, no, listen, I love Knives Out. I do too, but like I'm my, disappointed by my how... My thing is, you go from Big, which was Ryan Johnson, to The Last Jedi, which was Ryan Johnson, to Knives Out, which is Ryan Johnson. I never watched There's it. a combination of like ups and downs and ups and downs. Like the dude, if he could like flatten everything and make it all good, but instead he has films that like are like like a the wave, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, I mean, you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yes. You ever watch the Fly episode? I know I, I brought this up specifically. Before. Remember, is that still season one or is that not? Season no, one? it's like season three or four somewhere in there. But because um, I don't know how many episodes he worked on that thing. He was only on. like that one. He's the one he did. Yeah. But he, that episode is basically Walt trying to kill a fly. The whole episode. And it's basically meant to represent the upcoming events and the turmoil he's about to get. And it's he's obsessed with it because he knows that he's failing and he's mm-hmm. coming to grips with things. And it was a very symbolic episode, which is like right up my alley. Um, and that's why it kind of like it was really, really, really well received and critically appraised because it was just clever and it was a cleverness on top of cleverness on top of cleverness and just really well done i feel like that wasn't taken into any consideration with star wars well um, here's the thing too and i i'm kind of we can under- easily get stuck i'm on kind this. of understanding kind of where i think he belongs in not again not to say like hey this is him he needs to stick in this genre but i think he does better when there's when you exclude sci-fi because sci-fi doesn't have a lot of this it's more like the heavy drama, mind-twisted, mind-bending type, you know, stuff where he's metaphorical, where he could get away with that kind of stuff. Stuff that makes you think, not stuff that's set in stone. There's established rules and established characters that are... And nobody should go to watch a Star Wars film to be like, like, Star Wars is not the, oh man, this is like a twisted film, you know, this is like, oh, psychological. It's like, no, it's mythology. Again, we're going to touch upon this and move away because we'll get stuck on this, but there's a reason why uh, the original plot twist, again, Star Wars spoilers... Uh, Darth Vader being Luke's father that, that was so huge because there wasn't there wasn't back to back plot twist it wasn't yeah. oversaturated like that was the you essentially made a franchise where you were so used to seeing one thing that it couldn't deviate from that path and then boom here's a bombshell the mother of all plot twist comes out to the point where it causes like this shockwave that is still echoed today. Look at Toy Story 2. I know this is kind of like in the 90s. Here, but it was but... organic. Yes. But like, look at the, look at the movies it's influenced. So Toy Story 2, 
a movie made in like the late nineties, I believe. They had Evil Emperor Zerg say to Buzz Lightyear, like, "You, you know, you killed my father." Like, no, I am your father. No, it's it's in there. You see it in Family Guy episodes, like when they do the Star Wars. You see it in like specials that mimic Star Wars, where they parody it. It's there for a reason because it it was that shockwave that generated from it. And I think going back to Ryan Johnson, uh, if you oversaturate a movie with that, it, it will it will bring it down. It'll bog it down. And you'll only attract the crowd that loves oversaturation and loves that kind of like Flash season three. It was too dark and everyone didn't like it. I I like that season. I enjoyed it, but I will sit here and tell you that it was uh, it was a bad season. It was. <laughs> I am not a fan of. I I rather walk out of a series of wow. How are they going to do this next? Like that's the big question. Like what comes next? Like I'm excited. I'm like questioning what comes next. But typically, when you leave, when you leave a theater, when you finish a season of a TV show, and you have more questions than answers, that's never a good thing. Yeah, exactly, and that's and it's kind of because uh, it develops into weak writing, and even with um, and you can't possibly answer all those either. That's how no, you can't. It's like even again, like I'm gonna go. I know I'm jumping to Spider Man again, but if you look at Spider Man, for example, there's the fact that. Uh, at the end of the day, No Way Home. It's spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. It's it's the very end scene, so don't worry too much. Uh, in that scene, you know, you're like, what what does Peter have? Like, what you know, no one knows who he is. How can he get into school? How can he get into college? Uh, how does this make sense? You know, and it just shows at the very end a, a GED or like a test he's studying for, but it never it never directly answers the problem. So the best argument that I can throw out there is, oh, he's studying. Okay, like that didn't. Explain I still anything. want to know from that film how he's going to get into a college. So that's but that's when the he issue. has no background. So that's for the next. So like right there, you could you could chalk this up to bad writing, right? Because now we have this question, and I'll, and I'll again, how does he get in there? He studies. Okay, good job, buddy. I got it. You could you could look at a book and draw the conclusion, but how does he get in there? He studies. You know, like that's not an answer to the question. And I really don't that understand next why he had film to answer that. Why'd he go off in the distance after Strange cast that spell? He could have just stood there with a the Spider-Man outfit on right in front of Ned and and uh, Zendaya's MJ character. And like as soon as it happened, they're like, oh, what's going on? And they were actually confused. He could have just took off the mask and been like, hey, listen. Well, at that we point, do he, this. I, you know, I, like, no, I guess, I guess, no, no, no. You're, you're, you actually have a fair it point was here. because easy to do. Because he didn't make the decision that he would, because he didn't want to commit to being unknown from our lives until after but like i guess in that situation you would have they wouldn't have known who he was regardless so like okay you're just no, but you could have at least explained it because they they weren't forgetting who spider-man was they were forgetting who peter parker right was. but they would have been like okay so you're just some still, white dude yeah but he could have at least sat there and explained the whole situation to him like after he would you believe that though like just imagine if you had amnesia like that so this is what i'll defend if, well more they, so they the know other. who the characters are the only thing they're missing from the equation is peter parker okay they're but I'm supposed Peter to know Parker, Peter Parker? Parker. Like, put no, no, yourself no. in those shoes real quick. No, no, no. Like, but what I'm saying is, like, they know who Doctor Strange is and Doctor Strange is currently still casting a spell up there as it's as the whole sky is turning purple and he finally fixes all up. So, like, you you rip off your mask and you're like, hey, guys, I know this is going to sound weird. This is what we had to do. I had to do this with Doctor Strange. I'm Peter Parker. I've been your friend for a while. You don't have to believe me. But this is what we had to do. So you're not going to remember anything. And, like, you won't remember this. You won't remember this. And you can actually pull out, like, how? Okay, so here's the other question, too. Does that spell eliminate like old pictures? Well, that's, that, that's no, a, we don't know. No, but I'm already like, he could have literally like had like something prepared or like a picture on his phone and could have showed him. Like, but that's another problem together. right there. No, but that... you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it would have been easy to at least convince them that you, they were friends. It wouldn't have right. been the same, but at least it would have actually done right. the job. That's, and that's actually, you know what that is? That's a cinema sin. It is. That's exactly it. And actually the YouTube channel that would, you know, sit there and it's probably like, well, like this is a, problem. here's a sin. Here's a sin. Here's a sin. They get like a hundred sins off of that one. Yeah. And it's like, scene, it's, so. and truthfully it, it's plot holes and their shortcomings. And now that the next Spider-Man film has to answer that because of whoever got to that point. I still said it would have been better off if now, obviously we all wish that it would be done our ways because what we predicted and stuff like that. But if he would have just, if he would have been removed from his universe, and like oh taken God, away I from wish. MJ and just got thrown into like what they're saying is a new Andrew Garfield I universe wish. with like Venom and stuff like that and all these villains, Morbius, you know, and actually learn to have him grow up that way, like we talked about. Oh, it would have been a lot better. It would have been a lot better way of coming back to the MCU. And I know we jumped a lot of topics here and there. Oh, we definitely did. Um, that's good. That's good. And there was even one thing you're like today when you came, you're like, there's one thing I want to talk about, which I don't even know if we're going to get to. Oh, probably not. 
So um, I just leave that off. I'll, I'll do it something else. With that. But I do have to say we are going to have to wrap up the podcast within the next 15 minutes. But real so. quick, I want to talk about Morbius real quick and we'll make it like a five minute discussion. Okay. Okay. So isn't it awfully delayed that? There had to be a reason. April 1st. And it's. I think it's because I think what happened is that there was this mighty high over No Way Home. And I think they panicked and said, oh my God, things are getting worse again. So we need to push it off. So here's the problem. Morbius could have came out before Venom. Morbius could have came out before Spider-Man yes. No Way Home. Because it was actually the last one of those dates. I feel because everything else got pushed back. There's something in Morbius that they're pushing back. Because A, they're not done with. B, something got spoiled. Or C, it had to come before, like after these last two. To make more sense. To make more sense. And that, that, well, they're waiting. That, equals, that that's a logical choice. To or make. The, I, I, the only other thing I could think of is if they're trying to push it closer to, do you, th- do you think they didn't have any intention of putting Garfield in there? And what? then all of a sudden, like, because the new, the backlash, yes, I like could the, totally... not, it's not backlash. It's, it's the new, um, excitement or joy for Garfield all of a sudden. Do you think that he'll make an appearance? Do you think they're reshooting some things because of the success? Oh, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they announced they're reshooting. I, I think they just said they delayed it. That's all. No, but I'm saying, do you think because like it worked out better than what they thought? Like his his reactions, they're like, okay. I think they're giving more Hold time on. to breathe and, and speculation, and I think they're also trying to wait until things calm down again. They um, don't typically do that. So I because they're going to make their money anyway. So what are they? Well, gonna... that's what they're concerned about, right? Is making their money. That's how I view this. So I think what they're trying to do is push it to where it gets a little warmer out and people are more active, um, as well as hold on, hold on. As well as, if you think about it, and this is why I think this is one of the core reasons, I think because of Multiverse of Madness is coming out in May, I think it would make a ton of sense for them to release Morbius closer to that. That way, oh my god, I can't wait to go see Doctor Strange. I just got to, No Way Home was amazing. I can't wait to see how they follow up with that. Things are about to get really good. And I don't know how the multiverse works out. I, Spider-Man really threw me through a loop. And, you know, Mor- Morbius. Mor- Morbius, wait a minute. Michael Keaton's character is in there. Hold on, what? You're telling me he's a variant of the character? What? Like, I need to go watch this now and make sure I know what's going on because of Multiverse of Madness. I feel like they're trying to... Sony is riding off of Marvel's high, the MCU's high. Does that Correct. make sense? So that's you, don't, how I, you don't put it later, then. I agree with that, so, but I think that's what they're trying to do, is they're I trying would, to make no, it seem like they're I would connect, have, like, entirely connected. Spider-Man had a good... We knew it was going to be like a long three-weekend run. So after the after the fourth weekend, well, it's still going obviously. I'm just saying, but after the fourth weekend where it starts dying down in the United States, especially, I would have had the fourth weekend after it's already been out. If you're going to tease that Spider-Man's in it and put like more teasers and trailers, whether it's Garfield, whether it's Toby, whatever, you don't have to have Spider-Man in it. But as long as you're showing pictures of the Spider-Man in the background, living off that high and showing uh, Michael Keaton's character in there, put it four weeks after No Way Home comes out. And you probably get. I swear, I would. And then, then it cash. was great because it was supposed to be end of January. It was supposed to be like last Correct. week. So it would have been amazing. With that being said, they're shooting stuff. You really think so? They're just keeping quiet I, about I it. I would say they're shooting stuff. It would make a ton of sense if they had more with Andrew Garfield. I just want. Spider-Man I don't think now. that they expected Garfield to get the love that he got. And quite frankly, I still don't understand why he got the love that he got in this film. Yeah, he's really good. Think- he's really got to keep it secret. <laughs> No, he's not. Toby's good at keeping secrets. No, Andrew is really good at keeping secrets. Toby's like Toby blew it in the first interview, didn't he? <laughs> no. Um. They let's let's be honest. We as fans, we all kind of knew it was going to be in there, especially, especially the people that have been keeping up on this stuff. You you were like, you don't know that. Well, I know. That. I was like, you don't know that. But, Dude, when it was in four no, K, I'm like, you can't deny here's, this. Here's the problem, though, Hummel. What? If you go in with the mindset that they're all going to be there. And Sony makes the awful decision to of cut one or something. Not them well, being in there. Supposedly they did that with Venom. Do you know how much rage? No, no. But I'm just. Do you know oh, how yeah, bad that's going to be? be that, be like awful. you had all these leaks, and that's what the fans wanted. I'm not saying that you should give the fans what they want all the time, but I was like, that could end up really, really bad for you. So I knew that they were most likely going to do that, and that they should yeah. do that. I just didn't have enough faith in Sony to do it. Yeah. So that that's my take on that. So um, I totally just thought of something else, but it's got the weight. But like I said, I don't understand. Again, again, I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield. I don't understand the hype, but I think because of the hype of him in this film, I think they're 
Congratulations. I think they heard that in the microphone. Um, <laughs> but because of the hype, I think they're actually making or shooting some things. It could be it would an, make it, sense. It could even be an end credit scene. I mean, Maybe there's, they en- there's enough time. For an end credit. There's, a, there's enough time, though, if you do think about that between end of January. So, like, when they, they first delayed it early January. So, if you do think about that, you have the rest of January, February, which is so like that right there is like, let's say that's a month, a month and a half ish, right? And then you have March. Yeah, you have March. So, you have like, you have like almost two months. I would say let's let's say that like roughly and for good for a good company and good visual effects two months is enough time to get like a i feel like that's scene. true yeah i feel like even if it's just like him just showing up and like shooting web like <laughs> just shows up thwip like that's the seat ends and credit I mean, it, the it, ends. it could be as simple as a shazam when they joked about bringing superman in the school oh and it was someone else and dressed it, as him and yeah he, but it, they only showed it from like the waist down yeah or, yeah at the end yeah exactly i was like it could be as simple as that it could be it really could I mean, it's just going to... Spider-Man fans know more about spider suits than I do. You know, people are like, oh, well, that's that's uh, that's McGuire's suit. Or that's like, they'll see that and like... And I'm just really like... Garfield. I'm like, they're all nearly the same spider suit to me. I just don't so care. I, I'm, Suits don't really impress me when it comes to superheroes. I'm excited. I I've never if, been excited about that. If, like, if Green you, Arrow changes his costume almost every season. Yeah, I don't know why. And I'm over here like... I don't care. I was like, it's still, it's still Green Arrow. I mean, it really doesn't matter. But I'm, apparently this past season, Flash got, like, golden boots, and everybody was like, oh, golden boots. I'm over here, like, who cares? Because it's more fitting towards the character. No, but I'm over here, like, yeah. who cares? I actually hated the Flash's original costume, and I was really glad they got rid of it when they did. I don't remember what the original costume was. Well, it's just the one he had in, like, the first, like, three seasons. The darker red. I mean, I again, it's a costume. I hated that one. I was like, ugh. We change our wardrobe every year. We, we have a different style every year. I mean, I would assume they would, I would too. I hope every day. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, we all have, like, different styles that we go through, yeah. and, like, trends and stuff like that. So I'm over here, like, I would hope that they would. I don't know. I don't get excited about suits. Really? No, I don't. Like, everybody's, like, excited about the bat suit for the new Spider-Man, or the new Batman film. I actually don't think that's any I'm different here, than the usual. I, well, the, the Batmobile looks the, good. The Batmobile, it does. That the Batmobile looks, really looks different. And everybody's, yeah. like, freaked out. Because like, oh, it looks like it's, like, the 60s it look, version yeah, of it. Yeah, it looks so good. I'm over here, like, it's the Batmobile. <laughs> like, I just like, it's like, yeah, it's going to look different. It's in a different universe with a different character. It's like, why well, wanted it? You don't real, want it to look the same as the other Batman films before it. I real mean, quick um, on that. So I guess Robert Pattinson, I guess he tells his agents or his agent that he wants to play only freaks in movies now, like in indie films. And uh, after it, Batman? No, no, before. this is before. This is like, ever, I think I don't imagine it was ever since Twilight because he hated that so much. But um, basically. <laughs> Basically, he's like, I want Batman. I want to be Batman. And he's like, I thought you only played Freaks. And he's like, it's Batman. He is a freak. Like, <laughs> that was his reaction to it. I just love that. That's great. I do like, and I understand that. I'm sure Pattinson was working out and at the gym. Obviously, he looks better than I do. Yeah. Um, but he's a slim but, bat. Which is fine. I, I'm okay with that. I, have I don't no think issue. there's anything wrong with that. I, I have zero issue. I don't think you need a bulky Bruce Wayne. I don't, I don't think you need like a heavy set Bruce Wayne. I mean, I'm just over here like, I think that's perfectly cool to have like, like the Playboy billionaire should be yeah. like a skinnier college-looking dude, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. A little bit rough around the I edges. have no issue with that. People do. I don't understand. I like the casting. I thought from I thought when I heard that name, dude, I Robert Pattinson is a, a really really good actor, and it's a shame that he had a movie or a franchise like Twilight bring him down that much. But let's okay, let's be honest. And I have to defend the Twilight fans here for a minute. Oof. I have to. They weren't. The first film was bad. Because you could tell the vampires were because they did something with the makeup that was like they the looked glitter, paler the than everybody else. Yeah, the glitter. Yeah, I'm over here like, you know, it's like you can obviously tell who's different. It's like the whole like it's like the Clark, the Clark Kent Superman. Like the, the thing that always gets me to the Clark Kent Superman thing is like, like glasses. you can't tell. Put the glasses on. It's, oh, it's Clark Kent. Takes the glasses off. Oh, Superman. Like I'm like, like I was like, you well, that's tell. what you know what kills me about DC's so, Arrow or Green Arrow. Same is thing. that it's yeah his facial hair it looks identical yeah. to Oliver and it's like Damien Dark or whatever yeah. how do you not know like you're this guy who's this mastermind you're an idiot you don't even know you can't yeah. even tell him who he is the arrow dart on the green arrow you're the same person you're also Oliver Queen now you could also say he shows up a lot more at night so it would be harder it just looks visually but like more in the scenes that's always like they have to do that for the camera presence for the audience to see I, you could make the argument so I get I'm it just saying, like, but that's like being generous in my opinion it is. So I, I just think that's a little... But I, I'm over here like, okay, I, I'm cool. I'm cool with all this. 
You got, even has the I same voice cool changer. Like, oh, he's dead, but I'm I'm taking his place. It's like you're the same person. You don't even give us that. You're the same person. You have the same voice, the same facial hair, the same outfit, just different colors or whatever. Slight changes. But to defend the Twilight community, same bow and arrow. They they weren't terrible films. They weren't good. They weren't like. They obviously weren't Hunger Games good. They weren't Maze Runner good, which let's leave out the third Maze Runner when I say good. I still get to we, watch for, that. we forget that. I don't even know if it was the last Divergent movie ever came out. I think uh, it did on I don't television. Know, but the first two Divergents were decent. Yeah, you know, I actually really liked the okay. first one. I would love to rewatch that actually. That's but like so it wasn't watch. on their level, but it was the New York it. Times bestseller film that got a lot of people. It's like the Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. I never yeah, saw it. Yeah, it was that whole era. Like, it was that whole era. Of them and it's those, just like, okay. It was that whole era of like survival, like the whatever the Hunger Games era movie. I really don't think Pattinson I never heard this, but I don't think Pattinson would ever say that he hated in the Twilight series because it made him a lot of money. No, he, actually, he's yeah, he's been that. on record and said that. Yes. I, I, That's I, why he's stick, stuck to indie films because he, he hates being associated with the yes, character. Yes, but I'm kind of shocked that he would come out and say it he like that. He cannot stand it. That's why I, like, when I look at people and say like, like oh, like he's, that's why he's gone out of his way to not be okay, associated okay. with there, that. So there's two different situations going here. Is he up, is he doesn't like being compared to Edward Cullen every like, time? He doesn't like, he doesn't like being with associated it. with the Twilight series? There's a I, I think it's both. Because, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you that. Okay. I don't know that. But like, I just know he's speculation with like, um, I'm up in um, arms. Miley Cyrus playing Lizzie McGuire. Is everybody knew her as Lizzie McGuire? Or not Lizzie McGuire. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. I, knew Montana. I was going to correct it. Different day and age. Sorry, there was like a few decade That's gap between those two. Yes. But with like being the, Hannah Montana, like everybody knew her. And she was yeah. like, well, I can't get away from the Hannah Montana face. So it's she not, destroyed it. It's, She's not, <laughs> it's not saying that she didn't like the show or the series. She didn't want to be associated with the character. She didn't want to be known as that for the rest of her life. So, kind of the Robin Williams yes, thing. But that's in like the, the character. Adam that's not the show. So this, the patent's been... Did Pattinson specifically say, like you're saying, that he hated Twilight, I or he just answer. didn't he didn't like being compared to the character? Of Twilight. I couldn't give you an answer. I just I don't because think I'd be very shocked if he said that he. That's hated something the we would have to series. look up on our own. I don't want to speak for him on that. No, but you part. understand my. Point. Yeah, no, no, it's like, two different arguments. It's two different arguments. Yeah, I think you just didn't enjoy any of it. Like I, I it might said, be both. Like if he said he hated the series and he continued to do the series. He should probably give no, all the was, money back. No, he was in contract. He was no, locked no, in. He should probably give all the money back. Oh my god, I don't know about that. You could do things to hate and still get the. I mean, you could benefits. I just. I would like to believe that I wouldn't be the type of person to bash something after I did it. Like you know, usually, you're nice about it. Or you, you find keep, a way. Like as a person, you would want to be. You know, it's you want to have that that uh, mannerism to positive or, energy. That's like yeah. okay, respectful for everybody. It's like yeah, well, we had creative differences. I, like but you we're just like, say, okay. I, I didn't enjoy it. I wouldn't want to do it again. But I did it, and you know, yeah. it it helped my career. But but I know it for him, it kind of like trapped him because. He was in one of those situations where it, instead of helping him grow, it kind of like helped him stagnate. So then he went to the smaller indie films. But again, he's got phenomenal pieces of work out there. And I think he's going to kill it as Batman. Well, the other thing too is, so when you're on Twilight or any TV show or movie for like um, five, six, seven years or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you're riding the highs of Hollywood or just being in the media. Sometimes it's good to just take that break anyway. And then like let, let let the whole world around you kind of catch up because each all these actors come in different phases. Like you you had the Robert Downey Jr. phase, you know, right now it's like okay nobody's really talking about him a lot right now. It's like but he was big for a decade with Iron Man, yeah, exactly. With, with Doctor um, uh, Sherlock Holmes with even Doctor. They're supposed Doolittle to make a third one, and, like and that movie. We've been saying that forever for though. years. I know, and it's I just, I just want it. I just want the movie. I just I really enjoyed that franchise. Almost not happening. It needs to, but um. As far but, as he but goes, there's like, phases. but you he's, he's what I'm saying. There's yeah, he, but actors. he's a situation where he's he's done that work, he's put in that work, and he's actually he's like he's a kind of guy who's had a successful early career, bombed, destroyed it, basically rose from the ashes, got killed in Harry Potter. Thank you, by the way. Early spoiler alert. What got killed in Harry Potter? He did. Yeah. Who do you? Robert Pattinson. Oh, Robert, oh, I thought I'm, I'm talking about Robert Downey Jr. No, know, but but yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Diggory. Uh, that was actually funny how I spoiled that for you, but uh, <laughs> I was on that episode too. But you know, it's not really a spoiler because I I was like a decade late to the party. Yeah, that's all. So Tell me, you get a year of like spoil, like of like hey spoiler. And it really yeah. wasn't even a party. Like, listen, I enjoyed the Harry Potter series when I went back and watched it, but it's still not my favorite. I really series. like that series. Yeah. I, I haven't watched them in so long that I couldn't even remember like bits and pieces. Like walking around Universal Studios and the Harry Potter places is cool. It's worth it alone to go and, there. And it makes that. more sense when you watch it because like I saw it before and then I saw it after. So I went to Universal yeah. before I saw Harry Potter and then I went to Universal after. I was like, okay, I understand some things. You walk through the shops. It's like, 
okay, that's cool because that's like an Easter egg. I was like, I didn't know this. But I'm over here like, it's Especially still like not. Dragon, the dragon, breathing fire. <gasps> I still think it's an overhyped series. I don't know because I never thought it was overhyped. But I was never a diehard fan, you know? Like, I, I just really enjoy them. Now, I do know someone who's a diehard fan, and that's uh, my girlfriend's cousin. And she's like, loves them to death. And she's one of the people that goes to Orlando, Florida, watching. She actually around. has never been where's there. She the, wants where's to. Where's the whole. Uh, the cloaks and stuff like that in the middle of summer as it's I would do it. As it's hot. I haven't done time. that, but butterbeer oh butter beer is really Those good. People are dedicated. Butter beer is really good. Go get some butterbeer. We do not endorse alcohol on the show. It's not alcoholic. We might endorse on the show. <laughs> no, but you did you ever have you went down there, right? Yeah, I didn't have it. You didn't have it? You, what'd you think it was beer? If it's called butterbeer, what do you think oh it is? Oh my god. <laughs> no, but you understand though. You, you actually thought it was problem. beer though? I don't know. That's a highlight right there. Um, make, add it to the montage. So no, like it's, oh yes, because we have plenty of the montage. It's really good. Episode. You get the iced ones though. You act like they don't have iced alcohol. <laughs> no, it's it, but it's really good. It's okay, really good. Well, I'm, just, I'm still it. stuck on you. Like, how didn't you think this was beer? Yeah, I it's in the name. Do you think root beer is beer? <laughs> no, but I understand from a childhood it's, experience. What do you mean? Like I grew up with root beer, understanding. Right, but butter beer is like so. I, when I, you hear this for the first time, you know you what? Think, you need a butter beer in your life. Okay, let me ask you a question. Not your father's root beer. What? Not your father's root beer. What do you mean, not your father's root beer? That's a brand. That's a brand. Yeah. What is that supposed to be? It's alcoholic. <laughs> I that was gonna be my guess because yeah, it's not your father's root, root beer. That's interesting. Oh, I'm scared. That's twenty minutes. But anyway. Matt Hummel, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no We problem. had a lot to discuss. We went off. Uh, we did Microsoft, Activision. We talked about Spider-Man. We talked about Star Wars, Robert Downey Jr. Everything else on the sun, Ryan Johnson. We didn't talk about Sony acquiring Bungie. <laughs> Do I even know about that? It did, that one's just happening. But, oh. yeah. So it's not official yet? Uh, I mean, I think it is. I just, I think it's still like in the process of purchase. Yeah, so. Yeah, we'll come back for more breaking news in the, in the future. Breaking Hopefully, news. we can do this more often. I know this is the first live podcast of 2022. It's been a while. I put up a mini um, a mini cast the other day on the channel just to inform everybody of what's going on. So with that being said, thank you guys. Check out our Spotify. Check out our YouTube. Check out our Instagram. And whatever you will, just type in Shield Co. Productions and find us there. Hummel, thank you for joining us. Yep, no problem. Have a good day.